Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this clip, Eric reveals a new understanding of what prana is within the context of a simulated reality. Contemplation on this new perspective creates a spiritual shift within you. Redesign reality by shifting your perspective and be recognized as something more by the universe. Enjoy. To see more and get a link to access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash EJP session four. Pretending to prana, and you know, if, if this is a well, the cat's out of the bag whether you're in a rune or not. You know, the whole simulation reality. If we're in a simulation reality, what what is actually prana? Is it is it a computer? Is it some kind of the program that, that, that we're taking in? Is it really God? Is it, what is it? All right. Let me, let me tr- say this as a disclaimer. Anything that I try to explain, I'm explaining to you the best level that I think that the people who are listening can kind of wrap their heads around it. It's not like anybody here is a mathematician, nor am I. Math is a language. So the thing is, is you don't really have to know math to appreciate or understand or attain levels of knowledge or consciousness and stuff like this, that there are other means of, of understanding, comprehending, kind of getting dialed in. And I believe that is done often by stuff that is similar to, or stuff that you can relate to that you can get your mind to kind of wrap around. And that's always the, the challenge, but I, I think I'm, I'm fairly good in that aspect, but you know, mistakes can, can be made. Having said that, you know, I try to give a working model for us to approach, to have a way of, of approaching this kind of thinking, this kind of understanding. And if you can understand something, you can control something, you can, you can act with it or to relay with it so that it responds to you. If you don't understand it, then you don't really comprehend it. If you don't comprehend it, it really doesn't exist for you. So you have to have a means of understanding. It's kind of like if you go to a foreign country, you don't understand the language. Literally, you cannot engage in any real level of, of conversation until you have a grasp of that. 
So it's kind of the same thing. I'm trying to teach a language through means that allows a way into that understanding. So having said that, when we think of prana, you, you, everything that you guys think about now, from here on out, everything for the rest of your life, as far as the teachings of HBI goes, you have to understand that it's going to be multi-leveled. You, you cannot just, you can think about it in an everyday world. I'm part of this matrix. I'm not thinking about the matrix. I'm just tying my shoes, feeding myself, going to the store. And you're just part of the product by which you are implemented into. Then there's another part of you that has to step back and look at it and say, okay, I, as a conscious being, understand that I am in a synthetic reality, that this is a, a for all intents and purposes, in some ways, a digital reality. And because I'm a part of it, I am set to the rules of what creates this. The fundamentals of laws and physics and matter, as we would, would say, that if I'm moving at the same car speed, it's not necessarily possible for me, if I'm doing 60, to understand what's going on in the vehicles that are going by at maybe 500 miles per hour in a jet. It's, it's like a blur that I thought I seen something. It doesn't mean it didn't exist. It just means that I am not capable at this point of functioning to relate to that other than at this point knowing it exists and having a fundamental understanding of what just went by. But that does give me the advantage to say now I need to find other means to capture that reality or to, to integrate with it somehow. So if you can understand that and contemplate on that, which is a, a word that I want to also bring up, contemplation, okay? In essence, when one thinks about prana, there's different ways to, to look at it. Everything I've ever taught is absolutely correct, depending what lane you choose to be moving in. So if I say to you, prana is energy, it is the, it is the, the, the essence of God's frequency, and it's everywhere. Prana is in everything. Remember everything you ever learned. Prana is in you. It's around it. The more prana you collect, the more energy you have to do what? To bend reality, to, to find the fuel that allows you to merge your consciousness into something that's like this plane that just swooped by. It's the ability to, to slow it down in your mind so that you can observe it or to convey with it, which would be entities, spirits, other stuff from other parallel, maybe simulated realities, if we want to call it that that there, there is a, a way or a tool to make that leap, to bridge those two things. You need a source of energy or, or an understanding of something to leverage it, kind of like having a, a stick and putting a stone around stone and saying, I got to lift this object. So you use a, a certain level of force, uh, short end of the stick underneath it, long end, you use that by pulling down on it, gives you more power. So it's, it's a way of leveraging. So when one thinks on one level of understanding what prana is and visualizing and seeing all the little dots, okay? On another level, you have to understand, and I've already covered this, that this is a, think of it as a holographic reality. And, and as I said before, as you're looking at your computer screen, there is what, maybe a tenth of a hair thickness on your computer monitor that's projecting with billions of little circles that you can't see unless you really look close to older models, uh, older models monitors you could. And you're seeing what 
if you looked at the old monitors or you remember like a TV from, from color TV back in the day, if you were to look close to it, you wouldn't be able to distinguish any person or anything. What you do is you would see all these illuminated little orbs or, you know, little things that had kind of flickering of color. And as you expand it out, which is macro micro, think about this, you were able then to discern at some level with your consciousness to relate with something that your mind could identify as a person, a place, a thing, yada, yada. But if you were to go micro on it, that you could no longer relate to anything on that way, that, that your relationship with it was no longer able to convey or communicate with it. When one thinks about prana, I think about the fact that if you stacked zillions of monitors that are the monitor you're looking at now that are maybe a tenth of a hair thick, packed with way more little dots than, than ever before. They're almost impossible. Get a magnifying glass and look at your monitor, okay? You'll see them there, okay? Pack them so they're so thick. If they were to have a three-dimensional person, all the dots could create that. You could, you could literally move around it if you could see through it, and it was only illuminating the parts that made a physical body but made itself transparent with all the other dots. When we think of technology, you have to think in ways that really push the limits of your mind because most people can't imagine anything unless they've been exposed to it. So radical thinking is, is kind of a leap. It's one thing to think of a holographic room or from Star Trek, but the question is that room essentially is packed with prana or what you could say is packed with all of the little beads that we call prana that in their own way control a color or a structure and collectively from a distance, if we were to look at it from five feet away or anything in this room or your room, is really projecting to you that structure and anything to create space in between, they're making themselves transparent. Now, why is this all important? This goes back to contemplation. Contemplation is a spiritual word used and, and thrown around a lot. Reflection, another word thrown around in it, okay? By contemplating what I'm saying, visualizing what I'm saying, thinking about what I'm saying, this is a spiritual movement. It changes your consciousness. It changes your mind. It adds qualities to your relationship to reality as to how it affects you, but more so how you now begin to affect it. If you have a whole new set of rules that consciousness, which is energy, if nothing's real, the only real thing is your consciousness. So as I've always said, it's like this, this, that's what makes you up this is why you have a dimensional body. Otherwise you lose it all. You need something to say, keep, keep this all together and make it my little microchip of computer data. It's your hard drive. It's just, it's just, it's just that it knows to stay together. Those, that amount of information. So if you start to redesign, rethink, re reflect on everything in reality, and you add this to your repertoire of consciousness, then the matrix, if you will, or the simulated reality or the universe or the force or whatever the program is, now starts to recognize you as being something more than the person sitting next to you. This is called self-realization to some degree or the realization that you understand something where everybody else is asleep walking around you. It's another thing to even say, 
I'm, I'm aware that we're in a simulated reality. Well, yeah, and I'm aware that I can probably run five miles per hour. I'm also aware that I could probably drive a truck. I'm, pro I'm also aware that I could fly a jet. Does that mean I really know how to fly a jet? No. So in, in essence, it's the only way out of a prison is through someone from the outside, hence me, but it is really contemplation. If nothing is real, the only way to touch something that is untouchable is to enter it on its own terms is that in your mind you have to have a a way a system to approach that kind of thinking for it to manifest into your reality as something that you will convey or operate with or 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 exchange a, a phenomenon if you don't have a working system in your consciousness, training, understanding, intellectually, mentally practicing, then it's elusive. It doesn't necessarily exist. It's, 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 it's taken from the program and it says you're not allowed to see this or experience it. It's like the wizard behind the curtain. So prana, if you want to take it to the next level, the third level of the simulated reality, okay, then what it is, it's pixels if you will. And what, if you think about it, I always say prana is the body of God. Uh, take it to the next level. You guys are educated now. You're not children no more, spiritually speaking. If, if prana is, in other terms, basically pixels or data, the, the, the foremost expression of data, the closest we can move towards it, to understanding it, is it not the very finite source of, of understanding that there's an intelligence operating everything that has an effect on every single thing in our reality? Does it not permeate every edge of the universe? So there's an intelligence that's organizing the information to express itself through each tiny little micro pixel, which we call prana, which we call the static in a room that we see with the lights dimmed down. We just see its naked form. We, we are able, in a way, to have a visual acknowledgement in our organic body, although limited, it's still a stepping stone in the right direction because in order for us to integrate with it, we have to have the, the hardest part. And that hardest part is to accept the fact that this is real because everything it's designed to do is to say, make sure, if anything, that they don't know about this factor. Because if they know that they're part of an observation or it's part of an observation, then they no longer will function in a way that's something that we want to necessarily study. They're, they're, they're now more conscious of it. So it's like having a zoo and you want all the wild animals to not know that they're being observed with cameras or anything or be able to even comprehend it and the animals can't. But what happens one day when a monkey discovers it and starts looking at it and touching it and sees it looks like an eye and looks at its own eye and keeps going back and forth and maybe something something possibly in that monkey level all of a sudden it realizes this is something observing it does its behavior now change possibly depends on the level of the monkey so in maybe ten thousand years maybe they're a little smarter they're starting to get smart now i see the whole you know, uh, evolution of them, actually, I've been seeing some very interesting things. But, but do you understand what I'm what I'm saying to you, that becoming aware of something is self realization, your role in the matrix, how it treats you, 
how it, it deems what to make happen in your life, what influences your life now has to change because it has to, to, to look at you as a conscious being, or at least conscious enough to understand that you're part of something more than, than what everybody else understands. Putting your spiritual knowledge into practice makes all the difference on the path to becoming one with the universe. But there is a power when we gather and practice together, which is why Eric is teaching a live two-hour class every month. You'll learn new techniques, practice and connect with the Higher Balance community, and create a tuning fork effect that resonates and creates a ripple effect on you for the rest of the month. To access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash Eric Pepin Live.